is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business. And I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. Hello there, Dr. Taryn here, your leadership coach. And today, We're shifting gears just a little bit. As I shared, I wanted to give you some real life practical experiences that you can really apply to your leadership and your team's dynamic. And so today we're talking about how to get your teams to pledge purpose with you. So when we went through that mini series all about prioritizing purpose, it was about identifying the things that you want to accomplish as a leader professionally and personally. We talked about those limiting beliefs and I shared a story about Anna and we talked about what's necessary to decisively decide what you want. So today we're talking about our teams and how we get our teams to pledge purpose with you once you've decided how you want to lead. So I'm sharing three communication must-haves that will help your team believe bigger. So here's the thing. As a former chief school administrator turned life coach, I work with quite a few new experienced and transitioning school leaders and educators. And so one of the challenges that seems to be pretty common amongst school leaders is that they face this challenge of trying to get their teams to work together toward a common goal or purpose that better serves their communities. So again, pushing against that status quo, trying to do it better, and trying to get everyone on their team on board with this goal and purpose. Oftentimes, leaders are more clear about what they want to accomplish, or they can see that they need to take some different steps to better serve their community but they don't know how to get themselves there and they don't know how to get their teams on board. They don't have a clear plan at the time. And so they're feeling uncomfortable because they don't have all the answers. And more specifically, they don't know exactly how to get their teams to support their vision. This really comes into play when your vision for your school or program is going against the grain. You're trying to challenge cultural and social norms. You are pushing against your team's personal beliefs at times, and you're getting them to have a wider perspective on the world and how they can actually impact the community that they're here to serve. This really comes into play when your vision for your school or program challenges cultural and social norms, and when it does not keep to the conforming ways of traditional education. 
For example, let's think about this one school leader that might be struggling to get her team on board with building and implementing an instructional program where students with disabilities are in classrooms more often with typically developing children. And the reason why this leader really wants to focus here is because they see it's a way to strengthen communication strengthen empathy and build better community across both student groups. She sees a value for every single student involved. However, because her team does not fully believe that children with disabilities should have increased time with typically developing children, she's not able to create the kind of belonging and support that she knows is possible and that she knows her family's desire. So Her purpose and her vision is a bit clearer, but there's a pushback. There's some resistance from her team. Another example is let's think of a different school leader. Perhaps this is a school leader who sees the need for a more equitable grading system and report card process, right? One that's more based on students' needs and student practice and being able to perform at mastery. So this is less about homework expectations, attendance, participation, behavior, more of the traditional ways of grading. And this is all about demonstrating performance and getting a grade based on competency. So it's just not the way the team has ever done things. And so there's a lot of pushback And that pushback can feel quite overwhelming for a leader. Another example might be where a leader sees the need for revamping all of the learning spaces across their school community to center the perspectives of historically excluded people and groups. This leader sees that embedded teaching and learning support is needed for all of her staff and while also being able to improve how students of color see themselves reflected in their school community. So there's benefits on both ends. The teachers get to have more inclusive learning environments and create them for all their students. And students who have been historically excluded can now see themselves reflected. So this leader feels really strong about this purpose, right? And so She starts to introduce specific training and development to her teams so that they can better understand their students of color and how their cultural context influences the way they think, the way they speak, the way they process information, the way they make meaning of the world. And instead of her teams expressing a desire to better engage and empower students, she's met with pushback. and. There are even teachers who are just refusing to implement any of these practices. This leader asks, why? Why is my vision not being able to be seen? Why is it that I have a clear vision, but I am unable to get my team to really see this vision? So these are three examples of leaders with a clear vision and purpose for leading their way and doing work that matters. However, the question remains, How do they get their teams to pledge purpose with them? So here are my three communication must-haves to help your team 
believe bigger. Number one, effectively communicating your why. This is a communication must-have. You have to make your goals clear and then back them up with a clear why. So if you lead a school with 75% proficiency in reading and math and you're outperforming the state to your team, it may feel like there is nothing to change. Everything is working. You're above average for all the surrounding schools. You're above the state's average. You're outperforming what feels like everyone that would be within your competition. Your families are happy. You're winning awards the whole nine. However, what keeps you up at night is that 20 to 25% of students who are not able to read, write, and do math at grade level. And when you go and dig a little deeper, you find out that those are students of color and those are students with disabilities. So it's frustrating for you. You love the awards, but you know that there is still work to do. And the work that needs to be done is work that truly matters to your community and to really the world when you think about what it means to advance racial and social equity in the world. So what do you need to do? You need to clearly articulate why things need to change using evidence-based information, your data stories, the one-off experiences, and you need to share with your teams why your purpose for the work you see being able to be done in your community with all of your team support will better serve everyone in the community. Over-communicating why the status quo will keep us staying stuck is so important. When your teams say things like, but we're outperforming the state, things are working well, you can push back and ask them, working well for who? Who is this working well for? And if it's not working well for all the students and families that we serve, then something needs to change and it needs to change now. So based on your data, of course, it does look like we're good supporting students with one or two different ways. And those ways pretty much look the same. But your data also shows that there's a group of students who you've been ignoring and overlooking. When you give your teams the why, backed up by data, your data stories, your one-off experiences, and why it creates a better community for everyone, and why it is a part of our world-changing agenda, you are able to get your teams to believe bigger, believe almost in that unknown. We all know believing in the unknown is very scary. So it needs to be backed up by your why and you have to communicate that why effectively. Number two, effectively communicate empathy and understanding that this work will be challenging. Communicate that you want to listen to your team's concerns, their ideas, their feedback about this vision and this purpose, good or bad. Consider that each person is going 
to have their own personal and professional journey as they embark on moving and advancing racial, social, and cultural equity forward as a school community. And you can't attack them all. And so allow them to kind of share what's coming up for them when you talk about racial equity, what's coming up for them when you talk about social equity or gender diversity or all of these different social justice issues in the world. This will be difficult for some, right? It will be empowering for others. It will be confusing and frustrating for some. And there will also be some who experience all three at the same time. You may have team members pushing back because it puts their power in question and they're not really sure how they feel about that. You may have team members that want more support because it places more emotional stress on their shoulders. And even though these things feel like things to run from, it is only that people need you to effectively communicate your understanding and sincere empathy for what they're going through. This is important because the work is much easier said than done. And you want your teams to know that you understand. You understand that you're doing something that hasn't been done before. This is exciting and it's also challenging and presents some anxiety. The entire world has been struggling to fully understand what it looks like and feels like to value and center the perspectives of historically excluded people and groups. And just because you work in a school or you work in a community center or you work in an environment where it's people first or students first, doesn't mean that the struggle is any easier for you or your teams. So it's important for you to listen to the concerns and the fears that your teams might have and that you consider the ways to build your team's belief based on what they need at this given time. And this all begins with listening and understanding and effectively communicating your respect for the unique challenges that they may face in this work. So number three, effectively communicate what support looks like. Define what support looks like when you embark on this new vision. What can your team members expect of you? How will you support them? Identify the resources, the trainings, and the ongoing professional learning that your team can expect to experience. Let your teams know how they will be supported internally and externally. In my work with schools, it includes training and a community with like-minded peers who are all learning together and supporting one another. Let your teams know what that will look like for them. Communicate how you would, will address concerns in real time. What happens when something comes up and I need support right away? What is that going to look like? Share that with them and ask them for feedback. Do you think that would support you in real time? Yes or no? If that's a no, let me know what you think that support should look like. As a leader, who challenges the status quo, we don't need to change our vision or our purpose of the work we're here to do. 
we need to do a better job effectively communicating with our teams to bring them along on this transformational journey. Sometimes when the work gets challenging, our teams aren't with us, we throw up our hands and say, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. We might even question if we've got the right people on our team. That is something to question too. But first, make sure you've communicated effectively. Make sure you've effectively communicated your why. You shared your vision, but you also shared how it will strengthen the community and the world. You've communicated that you empathize and you understand and that they can really lean on you when times are challenging. And you've defined what support looks like, what that ongoing professional learning will look like, and what your teams can expect as they move through this transformational journey with you. That will be hard. That will be challenging. That will feel ambiguous. And that will keep them questioning, right? That will challenge their, sometimes their personal and professional beliefs. And so everyone will be going through this together. Before I let you go, I want to recap the three takeaways from this episode. So write them down and consider how your communication needs to change to help your teams believe bigger. So here they are. Number one, Effectively communicate your why, share your vision and how it strengthens your community and the world. Number two, effectively communicate your empathy and understanding for how hard this work ahead will be. You already know it's going to be challenging. You're here to do the hard work. But what does that look like, right? And so number three, That takes us right into number three, effectively communicate what support looks like. What does that ongoing professional learning for your teams look like? What can they expect as you set goals, monitor your progress, and move equity forward? All right, so that's it for today. Next week, we're going to talk about your team's limiting beliefs. So you don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.